Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Bob Ryan, Clinton Yates, Justin Tinsley, J.A. Adande. Northwestern Nebraska, week zero. Some of you mocked the game in Dublin, Justin Tinsley, last week. It was fun. And you know about the onside kick fail, but the headline, internet was down in the stadium and it meant free beer and look at the snake as well. Free beer in Ireland, that is the recipe for a lost weekend. Let's go. Football diplomacy. Stop those cats. He's hoping he forgot that, don't We start with Serena Williams and the realistic expectation for her tonight at the U.S. Open her last dance. Tributes coming in everywhere. Time Magazine, what Serena Williams did for the world. And Naomi Osaka called her the biggest force in the sport. Is there any extra pressure on Serena tonight? How she might handle that. 7 p.m. local, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Danka Kovinich, her opponent. And just crossing now, what she'll wear today. It's designed by Serena Williams herself. Uh, Nike Court Flare, two swooshes, diamond-encrusted swoosh, 400 handset diamonds. So, Clinton, you're there. You're our man on the scene. What are we witnessing tonight? I think what we're witnessing tonight is going to be one of the bigger moments in sports that we've seen from a tennis standpoint in a long time. This isn't even really about the match. Serena hasn't played more than a handful of matches in the last year. I don't think that anybody can realistically say she's going to make some long run if for no other reason than the reps just on the tennis court. But the moment itself will absolutely be huge. The last thing we think about is when she was there with Naomi Osaka, and we think about all the other times that she has graced that court and really made it her own here in Flushing. There are going to be a lot of stars in the building I presume, I imagine that New York is going to show up and show out for basically the Queen Serena to have her send off for what we know of her. Club. A lot of stars in the building. I see that New York behind your name. You're there, Clinton Yates. Stars are, yeah, we've got that covered. Justin Tinsley will bring you in here on what tonight <laughs> possibly may be. You know, logically, like, I don't think anybody's expecting her to win the Grand Slam. But, but if she is going to make a Grand Slam run, it would be at the Grand Slam where she's been most dominant. So, yes, to quote Jim Carrey, I'm telling you, there's a chance that a run may happen. Because, look, in the last 11 Open she's played, she's never not made the semis. And in, in the Open era, she, she's either tied for first or either fir- or first outright uh, in matches one. Uh, finals appearances or titles so yes I get that was then and this is now but being on the court with Serena that's going to be the brightest light in sports and her opponent tonight Kovinich she's never even played in Arthur Ashe Stadium so when you hear Naomi Osaka call her the the biggest the biggest force in the sport that's who you're playing with so I'm not guaranteeing a a a U.S. Open title rather but it is going to be tough to play her on on those type of pressure in that type of setting. Jay Adande are you as high as Tinsley here? Realistic expectation for Serena. Not quite but Justin I will guarantee she'll be a part of this 
U.S. Open, regardless of her performance, even if she goes out tonight, guess what? We're still going to be seeing her in endorsements throughout the duration of this Grand Slam event. And that actually might be her greatest legacy to the sport, a sport which really insisted upon showcasing people like Anna Kornikova, Maria Sharapova, because that's what they thought the sport looked like, even though uh, Serena had much greater success than they did. She successfully became the face of the sport even beyond endorsing tennis-related uh, companies and products, right? So she's the go-to person when you think of tennis. It now looks like Serena Williams. It looks completely different than it used to, and we're going to see advertisements from her, and we'll see others coming up in her wake, as we've already seen with the likes of Naomi Osaka and Coco Goff. That is Serena's legacy. And Bob Ryan. Well, she's not winning the tournament. She's not winning any tournament. Uh, it's an event tonight, but a bigger event she loses because, I mean, that's it, it, it. But, uh, nobody, you know what, you guys, are, not you guys, some people act as if it's not 2022. Her last Open victory was eight years ago. Her last Grand Slam victory of any kind was five years ago in Australia. We have seen her this year lose a love set. So let's get serious. She's not going anywhere. And you're saying that, of course, 80. respectfully, Bob, just to be of reality. It's all in the books. We know her greatness. We know her legacy. It's established. It will not be affected one iota by anything that happens here in, in, in New York. That's all. So, and I'm glad to see that she's low-keying it, too. That's really nice. The 400 handset <laughs> diamonds here. Well, I mean, that's her style. That's part of who she has been, and that is another part of her legacy. Clinton Yates, I'll give you a last word on Serena. If Serena Jamika Williams wants to show off at the U.S. Open on her way out, she has more <laughs> than earned that right on every single level. But also, she's playing doubles with her sister, which is going to be fun to see. It isn't just about the tennis. It's about the grace and everything else she brings as a human being to the court that a lot of people are attracted to just as an athlete overall in terms of why they like her. They name courts after you when you retire. This is her last one. Well, I mean, we're going to have to find another court. This is Arthur right. Ashe's, of course. Great one. But, <laughs> right. but Serena certainly has earned that as well. It's going to be an event tonight. We'll move on. All right. Next story. I believe Tom Brady. Here it is. Your moment of zen. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. So we all have really unique challenges to our life. And I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of going on. <laughs> Feel that in my bones, Tom. Ah, Brady is back with the Buccaneers, and he's back in the top 100. It's voted on by NFL players. He's number one. Bob Ryan, you saw a lot there with Brady's appearance and, and at the podium, and of course his being number one now, and him coming back after being away and not really giving a full explanation. Did you need to hear more? And where do you want to begin? Okay, well, I'll start out. I figured it out, guys. He's trying to win the Kevin Bacon look-alike contest. So uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, uh, people, some people are worried about the ominous nature of how he described his personal life situation right now. There's a lot of <clears throat> going on and all that. All I know is this. Whenever they put, uh, he takes a snap from center, all that, does, it, it's irrelevant. He can compartmentalize himself. He will do that. Whatever's going on in his personal life will have zero effect on his performance in the field. Uh, now, as far as his ranking is concerned, uh, he's neither number one nor number 20. All right, so a fair compromise? Okay, I'll make him number 10. Okay, but okay, but he's been ranked number one by players. Jay Adande, I turn to you. He can no longer be number one, and I, I point you toward that, that hiatus that he took during training camp. And Pete Sampras was the first one I heard verbalize this, but he said, if you want to be the number one at the top of your profession in sports, you have to do it to the exclusion of all else. 
family, outside interests, your dedication has to be focused on sport. And the fact that he spent 11 days away from the team indicates that sports and football is no longer his top priority. And that's Are you fine. serious, Jay? Okay, it goes 11 no, 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 days saying, away? It's, 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 actually, it's actually healthy. Every single minute, I'm serious, needs to be dedicated to this if you're going to be the number one in your sport. Above all else, it has to be singular focus. He obviously doesn't have that right now. He can still be great. He can't be number Jay, one. Jay, I don't even think you blinked while you were giving that answer. That is singular focus <laughs> on Around the Horn today. I, I can't argue with that, Justin Tinsley. On the idea, he was away 11 days. There was a lot of Sturm und Drang about where he might possibly be or what's going on in his life. And some of this could be very serious. I think we have to leave open the possibility. We, we know he's talked at least partially about his mother's health in the past and his father's health in the past and things like that can also be in play. But he said, I'm 45, man. There's a lot going on. Look, as you just said, I won't speculate what that quote actually means, but I do know this. That is, that is an awesome title for a future tell-all memoir. I would pre-order that book right now if that was the title. <laughs> There's a lot you know? of bleep going on. Yeah, that's, that's good. <laughs> that is, I felt that in my bones. But look, here's one thing we know about Tom Brady. Week one, unfortunately, against the Dallas Cowboys, he will be ready. That guy needs preseason games like Beyonce needs help with promotion and marketing. They they sell themselves, man. And look, this is Tom Brady we're talking about here. Look, I get it. The, the offensive line is worrisome for the Bucks this year. I get that. But if Tom Brady is your quarterback, he's under center, you're in the Super Bowl hunt. The last time, the last four times a Tom Brady-led team has lost in the playoffs, they won the Super Bowl very next year. And about him being number one in these rankings, this this isn't by the media. These are people who who he plays Sunday and Monday every week. These are his peers. So if his peers still give him that respect at 45 years old, I have I have no reason to doubt Tom Brady. If he ends this season with his eight ring eighth ring, I will be anything but surprised. Ben Yates. Tom Brady looking like a senior just coasting until graduation. Forget <laughs> class. Forget any of that. He's just showing up to make sure that you know that he's still in the school. But, I mean, listen, this isn't just about Brady for me. This is about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The number one thing that he does not have, which is the reason why this dude has been so successful, Robert James Gronkowski. Without him, I don't think that that team is the same, never mind the offensive line problems. So, whether or not Brady is all the way there or not is a different matter than whether or not the Bucs are actually going to be that good, and I don't think that they will. No. But you, you were joking about he's just a senior. He's coasting. But Jay, serious that those 11 days missed in camp is a window into somebody who's not all there. Bob, are you buying that from Adande? Um, no, no, I don't buy that at all. I think you can, he, because this guy can't compartmentalize himself, period. The great ones can. They all can. You know, just because a guy goes going to pomp a statement like Sampras doesn't mean he's right. This, and, and as far as the players' rankings are concerned, we have learned time and again in every sport that they're about the last people to go to for honest appraisals of anything. So they don't Oh, no, I certainly I think, think this was honest. I mean, again, I felt that. Uh, Justin, you too. You felt it in your yeah. bones, Jay, right? I mean, this was uh, – Yeah, I absolutely related to yeah. it. And, no. and, and again, it, totally it, it's, it's normal, right? But Tom Brady, no. you can't be normal. And, and it's normal to deal with middle-aged stuff like Tom Brady is. But guess what? You can't be normal – and be the greatest. Well, Those two things are It's never really happened before. You've never seen a quarterback at his age, at his level, be voted number one in the league. Tinsley, you got a last word? Look, man, there's a lot of stuff going on. If you can't feel that, that is the quote <laughs> of the summer. Shout out to Tom Brady for that. There's a lot of stuff going on out here. Taking a break right here. Adande, 12. Tinsley, 15. Yates, 11. Ryan, 12. By herself inside. 
What's up, kiddos? I'm Clinton Yates of Around the Horn. Whenever I go to cover games or attend events in Los Angeles, I'm always keeping my eye out for the best-dressed person in the room. I saw Diego Luna at the Andor Red Carpet launch event, Star Wars, folks, and he looked head of state fresh. Now you can also be that person, too, whether you're sitting courtside, attending a fancy dinner, or going to a wedding. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks for way, way less. They start at just $4.99. With Indochino, you can design the suit of your dreams and fine-tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, etc. A tailored fit from home. Set up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without even leaving the house. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code HORN to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code HORN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back to Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. In New York City. Pier 17, that's where that is. Uh, all right, let's talk. Did Rory win it or Scotty Scheffler lose it? That's the question. Original gangster question of around the horn. Rory was 10 shots back, two holes in on Thursday. Six shots back yesterday, but pulled it off. J.A., it's a question I've asked you at least 100 times before. What do you got? This is a W for Rory McIlroy. It's a W for the PGA Tour. It's a reminder that, hey, there's big paychecks out here, too, if you go out and earn it. And also, it's a W for the sport of golf, because any other sport, if we saw a company guy who'd carry the flag for, for his his company, like Rory has for the PGA Tour this year, we'd say, oh, the officials are hooking it up. They were looking out. There'd be all these conspiracy theories saying why he won. Well, in golf, you don't have that. You don't have judging and officiating coming into play. So the sport won as well. It was a nice, clean victory. J.A. Adonde with a little conspiracy theory that no one asked for, but thank you very much. Justin Tisley, how about you? I mean, for Rory, that was the best guy in the sport doing what he does. That 30-foot birdie on 15, that's a career highlight right there. And sports has shown, sports has shown us this. Have a big comeback, you got to have a big collapse. Rory got the big collapse, but he still had to play out of his mind to even get that win, and he did just that. So that was it was a great moment when for Rory. Did, did McElroy win it or Scheffler lose it? Scheffler had a rough day, but I think McElroy won it. And overall, just the idea of seeing his face with people cheering him on is very important for the PGA at this point. You can say that the Live Tour is out of mind, out of sight, whatever it may be, but the simple fact of seeing a star that we know in this league and not some idea for something out there actually playing in winning tournaments, very big win for him and the Tour over. Bob Ryan. Speaking of buying, I want you to know that I toasted Rory at dinner last night with my annual Guinness. And I've got three family witnesses and a server to prove it. Now, that being the case. <laughs> All right, Bob, Justin, there you go. <laughs> it's the gospel truth. As, as Justin indicated, every great comeback requires a concurrent collapse of some degree. Okay? But on what sport it is, you have to have something to happen to help you along the way. And another thing you could uh, that helps is luck. 
He's got a shot that's flying off on the, the downtown Manhattan, hits the stick, falls away for a seven feet away for a putt that you can make. So you need that as well. So here's the summation though. I'd say it was 75-25. 75 worry doing well and 25 Scheffler screwing up. Few of those Guinness were raised on Saturday, I believe. <laughs> the number one <laughs> highlight of the college football week zero. Well, it was the lines that actually were for the beer. That was free, by the way, once again, because the internet was down. But here we are. You know the play. 28-17, third quarter. That's when Nebraska goes for the surprise onside kick. They don't recover it. With the short field, Northwestern scored. came back and won this one. Scott Frost said it was his call. He was trying to put the game away. We know about the Seattle region of Scott Frost. And, J.A., I need to say, I know you view this from the Northwestern's perspective, but is this another log? Could it be the last log on the fire underneath Scott Frost in Nebraska? So I'll try to put my encouragement encouragement by the play of the offensive line, the quarterback, the running backs, and even the punter for Northwestern. Try to put that aside and view it from actually a journalistic professor profession uh, perspective. And I'm a little sad that the story coming out of this was whether or not Scott Frost has lost his job in week zero over one decision. Is that where college football is at? I don't think that's a healthy place for the sport to be. Okay, but an answer to that question, J.A. Adande, the losing streak they're on, you have the lead in a game, a high-profile game, and an onside He's kick. He's got the that- rest of the season to get it right. You refuse to answer the question. Let me ask you, Justin Tinsley. Onside kick there. Is that a good call or a bad call? It was a terrible call. Scott (laughs) Scott Frost had way too much dip on his chip. They were up 11 at halftime. What was he doing? And now now that the first first major conference team in almost 90 years with seven straight single-digit losses, this is his fault. Glenn Yates. J.A., you're acting so stunned that this is where we are with college football. We're playing week zero games across the pond for no reason at all between terrible teams that half of America doesn't care about. This is a destination (laughs) wedding where we don't even like the couple. I mean, come on. If you're going to fire Scott Frost over this, I don't think that that you're actually caring about what happens with Nebraska overall. That guy's won five. I mean, he's won 15 total games. I thought the game was a a fun game. I thought it was bonkers. I thought it was great, but that is a tremendous line from Clayton Yates and Bob Ryan. No, he doesn't get fired because of this. He gets fired because they can't coach the team well at all. We know that. We know that. They, they, their record's been abysmal the last few years. Look, it was at any time, it's a very, very risky proposition. It makes no sense. There was no justification. His explanation does not wash. Uh, onside kick are one of the iffiest things in all the sports. Buy or sell three. Mike Tom. you have a starting quarterback? I might, but you guys not going to have it today. Again, like I told you guys the other week, man, we're not going to make knee-jerk reactions and statements following the performance. We'll go through our normal procedure this time of year, and we'll disclose it to you at our at our leisure, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> Justin Tinsley, buy or sell? Oh, I'm buying it. First Brady, now Tomlin. Great press conference, but let me tell you this. There is a huge difference between to be honest and to be quite honest. Like, there's a huge difference with that. And, and that's basically said, mind your business. I'll tell you when, when I want to tell you. Yeah, we got big dad energy when he says, I don't care if it's the first day of school and you don't have homework. Get everything together for the rest of the year kind of vibes overall. Whenever you hear a guy say proper professional procedure, you know you're dealing with a serious individual. Bob Ryan, do you think Tomlin knows and he's just not telling? That's his privilege, of course. Of- 
Yeah, we know he knows, yeah. but uh, that, who he want, what he wants. Look, if I just read this transcript, transcript I would say, well, Bill Belichick's at it again. This is every bit of Belichickian show of contempt toward the press. And that look at the end said it all. That look said, don't forget, I'm the coach. You guys don't know nothing. And Don, there's a reporter. You happy you asked that question? <laughs> well, I, I'd be satisfied. He doesn't need to tell us because he showed us by leaving Trubisky in for basically the whole first half until he was able to conduct a touchdown. And drive. that was the That's consensus starting on the show we on Friday, the right? That Trubisky gets because he's a veteran and then he's going to report to the rookie yeah. after the case. Jay Adande, Bob Ryan, original gangsters, but not into the showdown. Tinsley Yates, we got that 30-30 dot coming up in showdown. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Justin Sims and Clinton Yates, good luck in showdown. The jump ball between Kalia Copper and Court Williams yesterday. This cracked me up. They didn't let go. For what seemed like an eternity. Can't stop, won't stop, you don't stop until they turn off the lights. So the games, you work all season for home court advantage, and then game one, oops, Sky losing to the Sun, Aces losing to the Storm in a wild one. Justin, which outcome means more? I think both games were great, but I'm taking the the sun over the sky. You go to the defending champs house and then you beat them in spite of Candace Parker almost dropping the 2020 game. I think this is a big considering their recent history against the sun. Lynn Yates. I'm taking the storm. I thought it was just a better basketball game yesterday. And of course, we still get the run of Sue Bird. Stewie's back doing well. Jewel played well as well. I thought that that game should really show what this team can do at the top of them. Justin, you got to at the very end, the way the sky have owned the sun. You know, yeah. That cosmic existential uh, <laughs> divide. That was a big, big win for Connecticut. We'll move on. Hawaii over Curacao for the Little League Championship. What a dominant run. Scored 60, led up five in the tournament. The final game was a four-inning shorty thanks to the blowout rule. Clinton Yates, you were there. How do you consider this run to the title? I think it was a good run for Hawaii, but I want to take a little time because they blew everybody out. It was never a question as to whether or not they were going to win this thing. Some other teams that got there that had great performances, Italy, Australia, Nicaragua had people coming from all over the different states in the Northeast because they could not get families to be there. Overall, it was a great week. And well, you know, dominance has detractors. Even the 2001 Miami Hurricanes, when they were beating everybody by 50 points, they had detractors. <laughs> but this team had 14 home runs. The rest of the field had 19. I'm all for oh, dominance. Yeah. And shout out to I, Hawaii. I don't think they were detractors. <laughs> University of Miami football, 
Not only were these players not alive for that team, these players' parents may not have been alive for that Back. team, Justin. With that, still 30 seconds of FaceTime to JT. Yeah, I want to take a moment to highlight a story that came out over the weekend. Rachel Richardson is a Duke volleyball player, and she experienced something horrible in Utah while they were playing BYU. Richardson and her African-American teammates were pelted with uh, racial epithets. You you see where I'm going with this. And I was not a fan of BYU's athletic department's their lack of response. And this is just another reminder why the trope stick to sports was always an asinine uh, deflection because... Even when you try to stick to sports, some people will remind you that you can't. Initially in the comments, BYU's athletic director did not call it racist, uh, generalized, and also, uh, again, generalized over who it was directed at, the player on Duke. But most of all, whenever anyone says, if you know her, you love her, to dismiss racism anyway, racism happens against people you don't know as well. We'll be back tomorrow.